The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory, glory be to God. I trust your week has been going well. And I trust you've been enjoying the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. We're going to start a series, um, really continue with the theme we started with on New Year's Eve, Hope is Rising. In fact, if the studio can put up the artwork for me, that would be great. Hope is Rising. And we're still talking about the power of hope and the place of hope in our lives, in these times we are in, this peculiar and difficult times we are in, because of all the global shaking going on due to the pandemic and all the chaos it's bringing up every um, everywhere, it's a time for us to ensure that our hope is strong. Because, um, like I said um, the other day in church, when difficult times come, one of the things it attacks the most is our hope. And I want you to know that hope is under attack. Your hope may be under attack. And you need to know how to keep it strong and not to keep it strong, not just keep it strong, to make sure your hope is rising. You are more hopeful today than you were yesterday. And you are just getting stronger and stronger in hope. And your hope, you know, you can keep it up. Keep up the artwork, please. Your hope is actually getting brighter and brighter and it's drowning out the darkness, drowning out any discouraging news or story you're hearing. You are stronger in hope um, more than any other thing. And that's, um, we're going to continue with this theme all through the month of January and possibly into the month of February. And particularly on Wednesday, we want to be um, looking at the leadership dimension of this. Like we closed off 2020, um, we want to continue with um, developing our leadership capacity and abilities. And we'll be devoting a midweek service specifically for that. Like I've said over and again, um, these times we are in calls for leadership, not just on the global level, or on the national level, but even on the personal level. You've got to become a better leader. And we trust that through these teachings we are doing, you are going from one level of leadership to another. Praise God. I want to encourage you again or remind you to please get communion elements ready. It's also a communion service and we'll be breaking bread together at the end of the teaching and activating the power of God that is keeping us. We said the other day in church that we are kept by God's power. Well, one of the ways we access that power is through the covenant we have in the body and the blood of Jesus. Glory be to God. So I'm going to start tonight again by encouraging you to be hopeful, be full of hope um in these times particularly in times like this and definitely as we start 2021 be full of hope concerning the new year um the bible says the path of the just is ordained to shine brighter and brighter onto the perfect day be hopeful don't allow anything particularly negative things that may be happening around you or things that you expected to happen that have not yet happened don't allow them push you into despair or discouragement or depression. Rather, choose to embrace hope. 
Um, and we are giving reasons for that. And the main reason we started with this one, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 4. The Bible says to him that is joined to the living, there is hope. And that's our point, that God has given you life. You are seeing a new year. Um, this is the 13th day, like Pastor Bolan said a moment ago, of this new year. God is giving you life day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, hour after hour. That is enough reason for you to be hopeful. He that is joined to the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. So as long as you are alive, and if you are watching me tonight or listening to me tonight, definitely you are alive. The expectation of heaven concerning your life, God's expectation over you is for you to have hope. In other words, for you to expect a better and a brighter future. Glory be to God. Be hopeful. Be hopeful. God is able to make things better and better for you. And that's God's plan. It's thoughts towards us, our thoughts of peace and welfare to give us a future and a hope. We read in Jeremiah 29, 11. Praise God. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is a text I want us to look at this evening. Apostle Paul was talking to the Corinthian church there, 1 Corinthians 15 and 19. And just a little background to the story, um, an argument had broken out in the church about the resurrection of Jesus. And many people were saying, and some people were now beginning to believe that there is no resurrection after we die. So Apostle Paul now made this statement to them because they were believing that and preaching that. He said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, if the hope we have in Christ is limited to just this life, you know, said we are of all men most pitiable. In other words, if we can't have hope in the hereafter, if we can't believe in the resurrection of Christ and our own resurrection, we, we are missing out on something. He said, we are most pitiable of all men. That's an amazing statement. So he was encouraging them not just to have hope in this life, in this world, but also hope for the hereafter, hope concerning eternity. Um, and that's interesting. Now, these days, you may see Christians that actually have hope concerning eternity, um, the things they are going to enjoy when they get to heaven, and the miracles and the blessings they will have when they go to heaven. But they don't have hope for this world. It's, it's like the reverse for some people. And that's not the will of God. And you may not be the most pitiable of all men if you don't have hope in this world, but definitely you'll be pitiable. Obviously, what the Bible wants you to do is to have hope for this world. You can begin to enjoy um, even though you're not going to get all the salvation package that Jesus has for you. And that's part of what Paul was teaching there, that there are some things that are reserved for us at the resurrection. So we must have hope in the resurrection. So we can enjoy some of those things here on earth. And of course, we'll enjoy other things when we get to heaven. Now, in that Corinthian church, they had no problem about having hope here on earth. It was having hope for after they die. That's where their faith was being attacked. But the reverse can be the case. It's very possible for you to be going through very, very difficult times here on earth. And this is a big part of the focus of my teaching. 
And particularly, I believe God is bringing this to us because of what's going on all over the world. Without a doubt, 2020 was a tough year for many people. And if you are not careful, the devil will use that to steal your hope and rob you of hope. And its ult his ultimate goal is to deny you of the brighter future God has for you, both here on earth and in eternity. But he has failed concerning you in Jesus' name. So we must have hope. That's the point. We must be hopeful um, concerning the remaining part of our lives here on earth. Our best days are not in our past. 2021 will be better for you than 2020 was. Better days are ahead of us. Greater days, richer days, sweeter days are ahead of us. We must have that kind of hope that is expecting a better tomorrow than our yesterday. And of course, we should have hope for the hereafter. And we are talking about real Bible hope. Real hope, not false hope, not fake hope, supernatural hope, um, not just a wish list. We're not just talking of, ah, I want this, I want that, I want that. No, we are talking about hope that comes from God. Hope that rests on God. I mean, the old hymn, my hope is built on nothing else and nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. Hope that is based on God. Hope that is based in Christ. Hope that rests on God's word. Real hope. Hope, like we said in church on Sunday, that will never disappoint us. Glory be to God. Um, Jeremiah 17, once again, one of the scriptures we've looked at. Jeremiah 17, 13. O Lord, the hope of Israel. God is our hope. That's the revelation Jeremiah got. God is our hope. He said those that forsake him will be put to shame. Thank God we don't forsake him. And because we do not forsake him, because we, we run after God, we go after God, we pursue God, God no go shame us. We keep praying that prayer and keep making that declaration. Then God said to Jeremiah himself as well, those who depart from me shall be written on the earth or they'll be written off on the earth because they are forsaken the Lord who is the fountain of living waters. And that's powerful. God is our hope, is our fountain of living waters. And because of that, Jeremiah now said, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, O Lord, I will be saved. Because you are my hope, because you are my fountain of living waters, I can expect healing. And I decree that over anybody that is trusting God for healing in any part of your body. I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. From the crown of your head, to the soles and the tips of your feet, every part of your body. God heals you. He's your hope of healing and for healing. Go back to the verse, that verse 14. He also said, save me, O Lord, and I will be saved. You can expect and experience salvation in every area of your life. Why? God is our hope. He's the one we praise. He's our fountain of living waters. This is how Apostle Paul said it in the New Testament to Timothy. Um, 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. This is the hope we are talking about here. Not just natural, ordinary human hope. That one can fail. That one can disappoint. That one can be extinguished in tough times and difficult times, but the hope that comes from God, 
the hope that rests on God, which is the hope we are dealing with. And that's the hope we want to rise in you, to be stirred up to be um, birthed afresh in you. It's a year of rebirth. It's a year of refresh. That's the hope we want to rise in you. Christ Jesus, our hope. Hallelujah. This is the hope we want. And we want to know how to walk in it, how to exercise our faith in it, and how to live by it. Um, go with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at another powerful thing Apostle Paul said here. Ephesians 2 from verse 11. Ephesians 2 from verse 11. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh, talking about the time where we were not born again, who are called on circumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. So remember that time where you didn't know Christ, that at that time, number one, he said you are without Christ, being aliens and covenants, aliens from the covenant of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. There is a state you can be that leaves you with no hope. Apostle Paul was describing that here. And thank God that's not our state. Pay particular attention to the four things he mentioned here. Four things that will leave you without hope in this world. We want to have hope in this world. We want to be hopeful in, the, in this world. The first thing he said is that they were without Christ. Without Christ. They were, there was no hope because they were without Christ. Glory be to God. The second thing he said was that they were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. The first one was that they were without Christ. They were without Christ was the first one. The second one was that they were without an inheritance. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. They didn't have an inheritance. Third thing he said was that they were strangers from the covenants of promise. They were without covenants or they were without God's promises. Number one, without Christ. Number two, without an inheritance. Number three, without covenants or without God's promises. And he ran it up by saying that they were without God in this world. Those things will leave you in a place of hopelessness, particularly in difficult and tough times. Now, the reverse is true. If you have Christ, which we do, you have an inheritance in Christ because the Bible says we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We talked about that the other day. Number three, you have a covenant with God. You have the promises of God, the, the precious promises of God. The Bible says that by which you can be partakers of the divine nature. And of course, if you are in Christ and you are an heir and you have the promises and the covenant, you also have God. And that's why you can be hopeful. Again, I'm encouraging you and we are doing that this season as we start this new year. We are starting it full of hope. We can be hopeful for these reasons. We, we, we are hopeful and we can be hopeful even in dark and difficult times like this. We can be hopeful. Why? Because we, we have God. Because of God and because we have God in our lives. We have Christ. We have his inheritance. We have his promises and his covenants. And we have God in our lives. Glory be to God. And we've talked in the last two weeks, particularly in church, that this hope can be stirred up, can be activated, and can be caused to rise in us by revelation. 
We studied that from First Peter chapter 1. Hope that comes by revelation. We talked about that like two Sundays ago. And then there's also hope that comes through experience. I mean, of course, if you go through a good experience, that will leave you hopeful. So the one the Bible focused on was teaching Romans chapter 5. We looked at that last Sunday. When you are going through tribulation, even if you go through a difficult time, even if you go through a very tough year like 2020 was, you can still have hope. That's God's plan for us. Glory be to God. So I, I want to say this tonight because, like I said, we want to devote this Wednesday uh, midweek service to developing leadership. And I believe everyone I'm talking to is a leader in one capacity or the other. As a leader, you must be hopeful. You don't even have any choice. Imagine if the president of a nation loses hope for, of that nation. Where is he going to lead them to? Imagine if the head of a family, maybe the husband, um, the father or the wife, they lose hope concerning the family or the children. Or imagine if you lose hope concerning your own life. No, you won't be effective in your leadership. As a leader, even if other people are losing hope, we've talked about David a lot in church in first um samuel chapter 30 when um, the amalekites came and attacked ziklag and of course he and all his men were waiting the bible said the men wept and wept they, they, they to the point where they couldn't cry anymore and they were now thinking of stoning david but then david encouraged himself in in the lord david was the first person to start um staring up hope again and he was now able to affect every other person if leaders lose hope it spells doom for everybody around them so as leaders, we must be hopeful. And I, I want to mention five, five things concerning this. Number one, you must be hopeful for yourself. You can't lose hope in yourself. Be hopeful for yourself. Be hopeful concerning your life. I mean, your personal life, your future. Be hopeful for yourself. Number two, be hopeful for the people that you lead. Maybe you are the head of a family. Like I said a moment ago, you must have hope in your family, hope in your children. You must believe the best concerning those children that there will even be a better version of you. A, they will have a better future than the future your parents were able to give you. You must have hope for the people you lead. Believe in people. If, if you are the leader of a small group in church or you own your own business, believe in the people that you are leading in that small group or that organization around you. Number three, have hope in the organization you lead or the organization you lead in. Have hope. For example, we must have hope in King's Word as members of King's Word. We have to have hope in King. The organization, thank God, if you keep getting better and better for King's Word everywhere, you must have hope for the organization that you lead. If you are leading an organization, all that you lead in, if you're a leader in that organization, and all of us are leaders in our church and our organization, we must be hopeful for the organization. I mean, we are talking about um, planning for the year ahead now among leadership in church. We must have hope that this year will be better for us as a church and as an organization than last year was. We must be hopeful for the organization. Also, we should have hope for our nation. That nation where you live in we must not give up on our nation. We can't afford to give up on Nigeria. If everybody gives up on Nigeria, what will be left of the country and any other nation on the face of the earth? And I believe finally we should have hope for our generation that God will do great things in this our days that we live in, just like He did in days of old, like we sang in church the other day. God should do what He's famous for in our generation. Glory be to God. Let's have hope for ourselves, 
for the people we lead, however small or however great, for the organization we lead in and that we work in, our nation. And let's have hope for our generation. Praise God. Please remember, we talked about this last Sunday, the goal of hope or the end of hope is the glory of God. The goal of hope is the glory of God that we might experience the glory of God. Romans 5, 5, hope does not disappoint. And he was referring to Romans 5, 2 when he said that. In Romans 5, 2, he told us rejoice in hope hope of the glory of God. If you look at Romans 5, 2, it said rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And when you have that hope, it will not disappoint us. The, the ultimate of hope or the goal of hope is to bring us into glory. Is to bring us into glory. Hope does not disappoint. Why? It brings us into the glory of God. Colossians 1, 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. The goal of hope is to bring us into the experience of God's glory in our lives, the manifestations of God's glory. Christ in you, the hope, the expectation of glory. Romans 8, 18, we read this last Sunday as well. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. So we may start with suffering or tribulation, or challenges, or difficulties. But if we will walk in hope and allow the hope of God to rise in us, it will bring us into the glory of God. Hallelujah. So I want to say this to us again tonight. Hope is the bridge. Hope is the bridge that connects us from suffering or tribulation to the glory of God. If you are going through a tough time or a difficult time right now, what one of the things you must need is to stir up hope in you so that that glory, or, I mean, that tribulation will not be an everlasting tribulation. Hope is the bridge that will connect you. We read that in Romans 5 last Sunday um, from tribulation to perseverance. It said we should glory in tribulation, then persevere. Perseverance will birth or will produce character in us, character will produce hope. And hope will produce the glory of God for us. It will not disappoint us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I, I want to focus tonight or begin to wrap, wrap up tonight um, talking about um, setting goals. This, this place of goals. And by goals, I mean having hope for the unseen. We've told all the leaders of all the tribes in church. Um, this is the time to set goals for 2021. Beginning of the year like this, you should be clear about your goals. And you can apply this to your personal life as well. I'm talking about goals. What, what Set goals. Having hope for the unseen. What do I want to see in my life by the end of this year? Six months from today. Um, two years from today. Three years from today. See, hope for that unseen thing I want to see. That better picture of a brighter future. Um, I, I, you use goals to achieve that. Hope, uh, goals, having hope for the unseen. And this is what we are saying here. This is one of the ways you use your hope. You use this supernatural force of hope 
Um, you get it to work in your life um, so that you can set goals for your future. Use the supernatural force of hope at work in you to set goals for yourself. This is the kind of um, house I want to be living in. This is the kind of income I want to earn. Starting with mundane things. This is the kind of marriage I want to have. This is the kind of family I want to have. And of course, even spiritual things. These are the things I want to achieve in my ministry this year. I want to see in my ministry this year. Use this supernatural force of hope. Um, get it to work in you. Stare it up. And we've shared how you can do that. And we'll continue to do that. Get hope to rise and to be stirred up in you, to be awakened, to be refreshed, to be renewed in you. And use it to set goals for yourself. All, all the team heads and all the tribe heads in church, set goals for your service group. If you're a business person, set goals concerning your business. In your career, set goals. For your marriage, set goals. Use hope for the unseen, to, to lay hold on the unseen. Hallelujah. You can have a better, I want to say this again, a better, brighter, sweeter, richer, and more glorious future. That's what hope does for us. And hope is that bridge that will connect us from where we are presently to that better, brighter, sweeter, richer, more glorious future. Hallelujah. Having hope for the unseen. And you put that in the form of a goal. This is what I'm working towards. This is where I'm headed. Six months from today, one year from today, three years from today. And that's how we have to live life. And you allow, no matter what comes, you allow hope rise. Romans 8.24, Apostle Paul was dealing with this here. Romans 8 verse 24. And, and if, you, if you again read the background of this text, um, he was talking about, again, aspects of our salvation that we may not be experiencing yet. So he was talking about our glorified body. In other words, after we leave this world and we die, God is going to raise up our mortal body and he will give us a glorious body. That body that Jesus had when he resurrected from the dead. He said we have that as part of our salvation package. So he was saying we are saved in this hope. Yes, we are saved. This is part of our salvation package. But for now, it's a hope for us. We don't have the glorified body yet. We have healing here, divine healing. We have supernatural provision here. There are many aspects of our salvation we have here. But it was now talking about this glorified body that though it's part of our salvation and we have received that salvation, for now it's a hope in the future for us. So he said we are saved in this hope. But watch what he's saying here. Hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Next verse, please. Hallelujah. But watch this. This is what we are saying. Having hope for the unseen. If we hope for what we do not see, something you are, I'm not seeing it in my life yet. I'm not seeing it in my marriage yet. I'm not seeing it in my finances yet. I'm not seeing it in my ministry yet. But I can hope for it. It's an unseen experience or an unseen reality, but it's a goal. It's my goal now. He said, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And we talked about perseverance on Sunday. You continue to glory in your tribulation. 
And that's what perseverance and patience does. So wait there is not saying you are not doing anything. No. You, you continue to glory in tribulation, continue to believe God, continue to be consistent. Patience means to be consistent in doing what you know God has told you to do until you get the desired results. We eagerly wait for that hope to become a reality with perseverance. So it is telling us this is really what hope is for. We don't need hope for the miracles we are enjoying already. We already have that. Of course, we can hope that it continues to happen. But we don't use hope for what we see. Really and truly, hope is designed for what we have been promised, what belongs to our salvation, but we have not seen it yet. Having hope for the unseen. Hallelujah. And that's where goals come in. So you, you, you put it in the form of a goal. Having hope for the unseen. So I, I want to say this to us. One way to know that your hope is alive and that that hope is well is when we have goals. Active goals that we are pursuing. Goals that we are waiting for their manifestation in perseverance, like you said there. I, I want this level of income. I want to build or buy this house or buy this property. I, I want to start this church. I, I want to achieve this height in ministry. It's not just for mundane things. It can be for spiritual things as well. So I say this to us tonight. No goals, no hope. No goals, no hope. Hallelujah. So set goals. This is the 13th day of January. You see, if you've done this before, it's just a matter of going back to the goals you normally set at the beginning of the year and you now renew it. And, you know, put that up there, that no goals, no hope. That, that's where we are closing off with tonight. No goals, no hope. You just renew it and refresh it. But if you are that person, there are no goals. There is no, nothing you are looking forward to particularly. And I doubt if there's really anybody like that. But you must understand the place of setting goals as an expression of hope. Hallelujah. Using hope to lay hold on the unseen things that you know God has promised you. And that's a good way to start the year. Praise God. I want us to pray tonight. Um, Philippians 1, again, we read this scripture on Sunday. We read verse 20. Let's read from verse 19 tonight. And you will see Apostle Paul demonstrating what we are saying here. Philippians 1, 19 and 20. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. And if you know Paul's story, he was referring to the fact that he was locked up in prison. But he had a hope to be set free. His hope wasn't that he would be in prison forever. He said, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And then he said in verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and hope. Look at the way he described hope, an earnest expectation. I'm expecting deliverance. That's what he was saying here. According to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed. I say it over you again. God, no go shame us. And in nothing you shall be ashamed. But go back to verse 19. Look at what he said. Through prayer, something is released. He called it the supply of the Spirit. When we pray, and that's why I'm going to pray again tonight. He said, I know it will turn out for my deliverance. This will turn out for my deliverance through prayer 
and the supply of the Spirit. When we begin to pray, we activate a supply of God's Spirit. And what that does for us is this. It allows our hope to come to pass. Glory be to God. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing, in nothing I shall be ashamed. You will not see shame in 2021. Hallelujah. Even in any area of your life where it looks like there's shame or there's failure or there's disappointment, I decree over you and I prophesy over you right now, God will turn things around for you in nothing. You shall be ashamed. Like we said from Isaiah 61 verse 7, God will give you double honor for shame. Glory be to God. I want you to just begin to pray where you are with me tonight. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Christ. Let's begin to pray right now. And for those of you that have goals already for 2021, begin to pray concerning those goals. Begin to pray. Those, those things you are walking towards, those unseen things that you want to, that you have hope for. Begin to pray concerning those goals. As you pray, there is a supply, glory be to God, of the Spirit of Jesus. There's a supply of the anointing. There's a supply of grace that causes you not to be ashamed in anything. Come on, pray with me tonight, wherever you are. This will turn out for my deliverance. This will turn out for my change of story through prayer. Your prayer, he said, and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that by your power, by the supply of your Spirit, by your grace, every goal and everything we are trusting you for, it will come to pass. We will not be ashamed. Things will happen according to our earnest expectation and our hope. In fact, your promise to us is that you will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can dare ask or think, according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. So we pray in faith and we receive a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Put up that verse 19 for us again. Philippians 1.19. Come on, church, let's pray. This will turn out for our deliverance. This will turn out for our change of story through prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. As you pray, there's a supply of spirits, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. There's a supply of grace. There's a supply of dunamis. There's a supply of power. There's a supply of wisdom that causes things to turn out in your favor, to work for your good. In nothing you shall be ashamed. No shame. No shame. No disappointments. Hope maketh not ashamed. Hope does not disappoint. Hope maketh not ashamed. So that's why we pray. Oh, we have hope. For the unseen. Come on, for another minute or two, just pray in the spirit, if you can, with us tonight. It will turn out. 
for your good. It will turn out for your deliverance through prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. One more prayer. Oh, really, a couple, a couple of prayers more. Like I said, we are, we are, we are launching and we are, we are launching into this year. And we are teaching this year as we start this year in this series of Hope is Rising, um, taking some lessons from the book of Ruth. And again, I, I want to encourage you, if you've not read that book, please go and read it again. That story is very relevant to our lives in this season. Um, God is taking us through that. And we've prayed some powerful prayers from, from um, the story already. And I want us to just briefly pray some of them again tonight as we begin to close tonight. We're going to pray again for visitation of God. Visitation of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Satya la Prasa. Ruth, um, in the book of Ruth, the Bible said Naomi heard that God had visited them in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. God had visited the people and he had given them bread. Right where you are tonight, just pray with me. Say in the name of Jesus, I pray for a visitation of heaven over my life, over my family, over my business, over my career, over my ministry in 2021. Open your mouth and pray for that. Put up Ruth 1.6 for me if you can. Ruth chapter 1 verse 6. The Lord visited his people. Oh, God will visit you this season. The Lord visited his people. The Bible said in the latter part of that verse, she had heard in the country of Mab that the Lord had visited his people. We pray for visitations of heaven. Genesis 21 verses 1 and 2 as well. Put that up for us. Genesis 21 verses 1 and 2. And the Lord visited Sarah. God visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, having hope for the unseen. God promised them that we have a child at the same time with God had spoken to him. Oh, Satya, God visited Sarah. God visited the people of Israel in Bethlehem and provided bread for them. I pray over you that in this season, in 2021, you will experience the fresh visitation of heaven, the fresh visitation of God in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray that for yourself as well. Visitaya when God visits, everything turns out for your deliverance. Things begin to work for you. Oh, visitations of heaven in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And lastly tonight, we pray this on Sunday. I want you to pray it again. You're going to pray for strength, grace and strength to remain committed to the things and the principles of God. We said that was the secret that bailed Ruth out. When she had the opportunity to turn back from Naomi and to deny her covenant, she said, no, don't tell me to turn back. I'm going to stay with you. 
So pray with me tonight in the name of Jesus. Pray it again. I receive grace and I receive strength to remain committed to the things of God and to the principles of God. The troubles and the challenges around me will not make me forsake God. We read that in Jeremiah when we started. God said those that forsake him, they are going to be written off on the earth. But for those that trust in him, he's our fountain of living water. Say with me, I receive grace to remain committed to the things of God and the principles of God. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. These are prayers we are pulling out from the book of Ruth. Praying for visitation of God. Praying that by the grace and the strength of God, we will remain committed. The pressure that we are facing or that has come, the challenges that has come against us will not make us turn back. Like upper turn back. You will not turn back. You will not give up. Rather, you will remain committed to the things and the principles of God. Open your mouth and pray with me. Your roots in the things of God will go deeper and stronger. You will remain more and more rooted, more and more established in the things of God in this season. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yala breke da vranga. Yo te ke la gada gasha tanga dege. E ke ta ya gala ka ya gaga. Roge denge ta ya la baba. Oh, yala braka ta ya la basha. In the name of Jesus. And finally, pray for grace and wisdom to make right choices and decisions in life. Ruth made the right choice. Um, Opa made the wrong choice. You will not make wrong choices in 2021. Glory be to God. Some things don't look like opportunities. But bless God. God will help you to see the divine opportunities behind those options that are before you. You will not make wrong choices. Open your mouth and pray. I receive grace and wisdom to make right choices in 2021. I will not make choices that I will live to regret. I will not make choices that at the end of the day, to ah, I missed an opportunity. That will not be your story. Like Ruth, you will make the right choices in the name of Jesus. Manda, Gasa, Kela, Rogedanga, Yakataya, La Paraka. We receive grace to make the right choices, wisdom to make the right choices and decisions in life. We receive grace and strength to be committed to the things of God. And we pray for the visitations of heaven over our lives in the name of Jesus. We are people of hope because we have a God of hope in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This year will be a great year for you. God is going to do amazing things in your life. So keep hope alive. Let hope continue to rise in you. Hallelujah. From one level of hope to another, like, like Paul, have earnest expectation, hallelujah, in prison, but yet he had earnest expectation in Jesus' name, hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-0000.